Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week we have a surprising amount of news to talk about. The Fan Festival teaser site is live, we've got housing prizes, which we thought we would have last week, but we have them for this week, and we also have a few little additions to the game, to the game including a post from the, uh, develop the developer's blog for Final Fantasy XIV. Now after a little bit of stutter McStutterson, I am one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Poveron. Joining me here is Sly, aka Sly the Fox. AKA Sly, AKA Gray Fox, AKA Yuma Boy Blue. How you doing, dude? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I can't complain. Really? No complaints? I can't. No, I have no complaints. I have absolutely no complaints this week, Sly. I stuttered a little bit on the opening, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what fine. happens when you don't have a fun. We'll, we that, won't count that as incident. That that's not. That doesn't count as incident. Yeah, I mean, that's more like just like. It's not like I forgot to turn my microphone back on. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would that would have been. That awful. would have been an incident. It's as if I've ever done that. Yeah. Come on, as if, please. Hashtag All right. Well, we're, we're we're probably gonna have incident this. I'm feeling incident this episode, Sly. Why do you have to jinx it, man? No, I'm feeling it. That's not jinxing. That's a prediction. I'm feeling it. I feel like I'm going to cause incident. Are you ready? Because I'm going to cause it in about two seconds. <laughs> Get out um, your system. Yeah, there you go. See? I'll let you out. You can say it before we even have incident. Right. You can just say days, days since incident. Days uh, since incident. Zero. Zero. There you go. So uh, we actually have quite a bit to talk about with the live letter coming up this next Sunday and the patch probably coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, we have some predictions we want to do for the live letter this week, but we have a bit of news to go through first for Final Fantasy XIV. Um, the first one we're actually going to cover is the developer's blog that actually came out earlier today. I feel like it's the most relevant to 3.3, uh, or at least the most relevant piece, especially because there's quite a few screenshots of the two new dungeons, Sorkai and uh, Holebreaker Hard Mode. Um, rough actually, idea of what it's going to be. Are you looking for the link for that right now? No, 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 I'm posting it in the chat just in case. Just in case you haven't seen it, I'm um, posting it in the chat right now. Um, yeah, Bayon pretty much did this today, uh, which is how Happy let me know when I saw it. And there are a few screenshots of um, pretty much Sork High and Hullbreaker Hard. Um, new, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's no better way to really look at it. Um, I have the screenshots up on the screen right now. Mm -hmm. uh, now, again, there's, I guess you could technically consider some of these screenshots spoiler, but we don't actually know what's going on. I, I like to look at it as teaser. Some people don't like to know anything right. regarding a dungeon before they go in. Uh, but Project Manager M uh, made a post over on the Japanese dev blog, and this just got translated maybe three hours ago for the right. English one. And it shows us a few screenshots, gives us a few of the lore implications for Sorkai. Uh, apparently, we start the dungeon riding in on a wyvern, which is an interesting start to a dungeon, if you think about it, because that has to mean that this is immediately involved with Trace Felger. Like, there's no other way we're yeah. riding in there on wyvern's backs if it's not Trace Felger's wyverns themselves. Yeah. Although, you know, from Ethis, from, you know, Aeor Zivia, you know, we, a wyvern is our friend, according to the... But you can see a number of wyverns here, and it looks like they're actually they actually might be carrying other key plot members. It's hard to make out because the uh, the pictures are a little bit low res, but it, I yeah. do see people on the backs of the other two wyverns. I'm assuming now, that those two are scions. I'm assuming those are party members. Yeah, that's the other thing. They're either party members or they're fellow scions. I mean, it yeah. depends on if this story is if this cutscene we're seeing is just the opening cutscene of Sorkai, or if it's like an actual story related cutscene because very. Uh, only a few times do you actually see party members in story-related cutscenes. 
Now, one thing I did want to go over, um, non-lore related, is that in this post, Matt said that the in-game difficulty has to be checked by the producer director, aka Yoshi P. And um, the difficulty of the dungeons has always been something we talked about. We've always, you know, clamored for, you know, more difficult dungeons. They kind of go back to, some people even go back to WoW saying, I want dungeons like WoW, where it would take like a few days. Um, Happy, what are your thoughts? I know I've asked you before, but what are your thoughts on, you know, you know, bring him bringing up the difficulty and what, what, what would you want to see out of difficulty in the future? I mean, the thing is, I've come to expect a certain difficulty from Dungeons and 14, and that's not a very high one. Uh, it's fun when they throw in little tidbits of things that are new and that are exciting. But from the four-man dungeons, I very rarely ever expect to get something that is actually difficult. A lot of the times, the developers start off with something that's very difficult, and then they tone it down. That seems to be the theme that we get from them more often than not. And I have a feeling that when they say that before in-game difficulty can be finalized, they're pretty much just referring to that time when they create all these things and then they shave things off to make sure that it's approachable, especially for Sorkai, which is a main scenario dungeon. Dungeon. Right. I expect that that's the that's the process they're referring to here. And what I'm used to in a dungeon is going into it the day of patch, you know, doing it, and then it being your expert dungeon for the next few months. That's it. That just rinse and repeat. That's, that's why I, mean. I still want us to not get rid of. I want four dungeons in the expert roulette, and I, I'm, I'm amazed that they still have this to this day not decided to do more than just the two dungeons in the expert roulette. I still mm -hmm. think that's something that they're lagging behind. Um, and I, I have a feeling that we, that we may see that change up in 4.0 where we stop just getting two dungeons in a roulette. And I think they have to understand that's not a roulette. I would never go... If I saw a casino that had two options on a roulette and I could just play one option and just hope 50-50, that would be the only one I play. This case, like, this is not a roulette that I want to play. Hmm. That's pretty much that how I feel uh, when it comes to these dungeons, but for the difficulty thing, yeah, I don't anticipate this actually being a difficult dungeon. Pharaoh Sirius, right. as it's being referred to in the chat, was a nice difficulty dungeon that I, I would like to see more difficulty along yeah, the lines true. of the original Pharaohs. I, I agree with that. The problem is, is that a lot of the times we get these dungeons now, and we are very much overgeared for them. Uh, and even Pharaohs, we were overgeared for that, but it still presented a decent challenge. And uh, I think that that could be replicated again. I just don't know that they would ever replicate it again. I guess that's really the major concern. True. Well, moving on, we get a few more pictures of Sorkai. Um, they, it shows where you land and where the dungeon will actually start. But immediately, we get a teaser of what seems to be the first boss. And apparently, we're going to be fighting King Moglin. Uh, and it looks like... It might be following mechanics similar to that of Good King Magomog, which makes sense. They wanted raid mechanics to be more present in uh, in Heavensward's original dungeons. And I guess you could consider Good King Magomog a prime example of needing to do that. But it looks like Moglin and his uh, and his buddies were going to be taking them on for some reason here in Sorkai. So, so you see it exactly like Magomog, where it's the, you know, kill, like don't kill, get them down to 10%, you know, touch this one only when it, it's about the cast, things like that. Uh, it's it's hard to it's it's hard to tell if it's going to be like that. The picture shows the a gladiator or pal. In this case, it's mm -hmm. got cover, so it's a paladin 
um, Moogle, and it's uh, covering uh, Moglin himself. Right. I, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be kind of council-esque, where you do have to take out the little ones before you can kill the big one. If not, as you kill the big one, the little ones join one by one. That's the other thing that is likely going to be the option. This was a golden opportunity for the group to get revenge for all those Moogle quests, but alas, they were wiped out. So I'm, I'm just curious as to why Moglin is an enemy here if it has has nidhogg done something to him is this not moglin is this just maybe you know Trace velger had a Mo had moogles that not served under him but served sort of uh to they communicated with race velger it's just strange to me that moglin would be now defending sorkai for i feel like reason. moglin got ret retconned so hard it, it just like just for our sakes just for you know player base sakes, they just threw him in as an enemy. There had, but see, that's the thing. Uh, what's his, Koji would never just throw Moglin into a dungeon without it, without either explaining it or having a real reason for why. You right. know what I mean? It just he would never allow us to fight Moglin without a proper reason as to why we are fighting him. Whether that's because he just wants to make sure we're strong enough to go on, or he's actually trying to stop us. It, there's no way to know. Or the Moogles were just, you know, they hate us. And they just, they know we hate them. So This they, is they the hate further us. hate from the hate. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and then later on, we see some later parts of the dungeon. By the way, this dungeon is beautiful. I think that hey. this is very aesthetically pleasing dungeon. They didn't, they didn't give away too much, but they just, they gave us enough just to allow us to kind of appreciate it. Right. And then we see this scary looking guy. This looks like it's probably the second boss. And in an arena that is more akin to something like Steps of Death Faith. Assault. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I originally wanted to say Demon Wall because it's the long rectangle, but it's, I, it looks more like Steps of Faith with a giant there's, enemy. Yeah, there's the no end. really, there's no real fall off mechanics because I see barriers right here. Right. Uh, unless it kind of reaches the end. But yeah, I, I kind of like this. I, I kind of, want more more um not really trials but you know dungeon bosses like bishop yeah and this looks like i have a feeling this will be more traditional boss fight where you do ta it is kind of tank but i have a feeling that the reason why these hallways are long is very likely going to be the horse is probably going to fly away and gallop at certain planes probably going to charge across the arena long ways i and i completely uh expect to see a lot of charging mechanics where he runs across, but uh, it's just a cool-looking boss. Basically, it looks like Nightmare with wings, and maybe that's a teaser of the Primal Ponies finally getting the ability to fly, because it's basically what he is right there. It's a flying right. Primal Pony. Uh, and then they, we find out that that's pretty much the second boss, the third boss. We don't know what it is yet. They're probably going to keep that uh, out of our sight until right, probably so. Sunday. Right. I imagine Sunday, if not all the way until, uh, you know, I don't even think Sunday. Launches. Like, they, they don't really have a ten. Well, they do have a tendency sometimes to show final bosses, but uh, I, don't, I don't think we'll get the final boss. I think they'll, they'll play that close to the chest a little bit. They'll try to keep some things. Yeah, they want Sorkai to kind of be a little bit of a, of a teaser regarding that. So we may, we may not get to see too much of it. We may get to see a, a slight glimpse. I, just, I don't think it's going to be Nidhogg. I don't think we're going to have another Nidhogg no. final boss of the dungeon. I think something else entirely is probably lying here, but uh, there are more parts of the dungeon, and uh, it's... 
Uh, it's a really big area, and we kind of spoke about this in the previous weeks. Like, if they're spending too much time working on the aesthetic of these giant dungeons that are just going to serve the purpose of a dungeon. And this kind of now shows that this is, again, a grand scope for a four-man dungeon. If there's development time that could be spent in other things, as opposed to making these areas as large as they are, granted, uh, given the amount of playtime that these dungeons actually see or the amount of variety these dungeons actually offer, which isn't a whole lot. What do you think? I just really what I just really want out of these dungeons. Um, and I was going to say this about about um, Hullbreaker because Hullbreaker is just a reskin. I just really I want, and I said this before. I would want more difficult content first than anything, and you know, visually, I I really don't care visually. It's already an impressive game visually. I just, it's not really the, the visual aspect. It's more the content within the dungeon, you know, what you see, lore, maybe a little bit of lore, you know, a little bit of lore implications through um, certain mobs, you know, that we can kind of bug at this for. You know, I, I'm simple when it comes to my dungeons. It's just a get in, get out usually for me. And usually it's right before a raid. So I really want to get in and get out. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. It's not so much that I want to get in and get out. I do appreciate the hard work that they do, but I'm it's oh, don't always get me wrong. That's that's my fuck up. Like yeah. I, I just queue in for a raid, and that's my fuck up. But that's what we're used to. Would you? Okay, so if with dungeons this big, would you prefer to get something a little bit more open ended? Would you prefer to have something that isn't? At any point, and I know Deep Dungeon is coming, and that's probably going to be what's supposed to fulfill this kind of idea that I'm giving you. Something that's a little bit more open, something that's not point A to point B. What if it's point A to point B, but to get to B, need to stop at, you know, C, D, and E, and do something that's not just a direct forward. It's still directly forward. You're still on a rail. But then you have, you know, places, you know, branches to break off that you have to go down a hallway, complete something, beat a mini-boss there, go down another hallway. Now, when you, now when you ask this question, I'm going to throw it back to what I said earlier. Because um, I was talking to Ezin about this, and he was talking about, oh, we had optional bosses. Are you, are you talking in that kind of sense? No, I'm talking about you're still going from A to B. Like, that is still the point of the dungeon. But as opposed to running along a straight line, along that straight line you have branches that break off, and you have to complete those objectives in whatever order that you uh, desire see, in order you to make move it sound, on. Then you make it sound like Deidre. Well, no. If, if think of it like this. So imagine you're in a hallway, and you have the beginning of the hallway and the end of the hallway, right? Mm -hmm. But on the left side of the hallway, there's two paths that you can take. And both of those paths have an end, and there's an objective to complete at the end. But before the end of the hallway's door will open, you have to complete both of these side objectives. So uh, think of it like I, Legend I, I of Zelda. Want... Legend of Zelda, you want to go through the temple, but mm -hmm. you got to figure out the puzzles first. You're still going from point A to B. Then you're then you're adding you're adding more chores on top of dungeons, which it, it's not going to make it seem. Is fun. it a chore or is it or is it and more you engaging call it an content? Objective. You, you call it an objective. But it's still a chore. I mean, I, I guess people are used to the, the linear um, the linear pathway of a dungeon. Now, don't get me wrong, we, we would like optional stuff in the dungeon. It would be nice. It would draw, it would, I wouldn't say drag out the time in a dungeon, but it, it would make it a little bit more worth, like worthwhile, I guess.
Oh, but that's why I compared it more to a Legend of Zelda temple because Legend of Zelda temple, I never felt like I was being bogged down going through Legend of, Zelda, uh, Legend of Zelda temple. Ultimately, I am going through from point A to B in a similar fashion, but I have to complete things along the way. I have to either do a puzzle or I have to beat a certain enemy or I have to open a door to a room or something. Ultimately, but when you when you really look at it, it's still linear. You have to well, yeah, it is still linear. That's it's my still point. Linear. But that's it's more point. engaging that way. Is this is it another chore or is it engaging? That's 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 the argument here. What, well, what I mean by optional is just that, you know, something that's not required, you know, it's something you can, it's something, you know, optional. You can go in, you know, if you want to, if you want to try it, that's fine, drag, drag out the time, but most people probably, since it's a dungeon, aren't going to want to do that. It, it, there, it's a two-sided, it's a two-sided coin with this one. It, you, you can have the optional content, but then again, people just say, these are dungeons. Why, why do I want to spend more time in a dungeon? Really, the only the most time people are going to get out of dungeons is the first day the patch comes out. After that, it's just the expert. I just want to get done with my expert. I mean, you'll have a few, a handful of the community that says, you know, I I actually you know like this content. I actually this is one of my favorite dungeons. I would want to go the extra mile. And then you know the majority, the vast majority are just going to say it's a dungeon. I just want to get in, get my lore, get out. That's why I'm not saying make it optional. I'm saying this is something it's mandatory to do to complete it, mm -hmm. but it is not a direct down the hallway. That's the thing. You have to do these things to progress, mm -hmm. which is why that's, that's the question, whether it's engaging or if it's a chore. Because I don't know, when I go through dungeons in other games and they make me do things on the side, I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I feel more a part of this dungeon. This wasn't just some linear road that was created for me to get to the end. Of, uh, there's, there's more gameplay along the way. That's really what the question is. Could there be more interesting gameplay from point A to point B as opposed to just a straight run from point A to point B? True. It, it, it's a it, to me, I feel like it's a gray area. You're going to have some who like it, some who don't. Yeah. Okay. That's just, uh, that's just where I wanted to kind of uh, put that out there to get people talking about it. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to go back to that post because then they, they – now, they didn't really tease the second dungeon all too much. I don't know why. Very it, it's just Hallbreaker. That's why. But, I mean, it's, it's still Hallbreaker hard mode. I mean, I want to know right. more than they added a couple of friggin' wooden planks to it, now, which is pretty well, much well, what we I'll got give out you of this. it. I'll give you this lore-wise. Um, this is the second dungeon – uh, that has a GC attached to it. You know, Halitali has the uh, flames, correct? Right. And this one has the um, maelstrom. Correct. So in the near future, do you think we're going to get a sort of training dungeon, like a training dungeon? like Lore-wise, you mean, the, yeah. Yeah, with the adders. I mean, they should, realistically. They see the other two nations have it. They should mm -hmm. very likely. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to them turning the Western Shroud, a zone that we've been completely locked away from, into that area. I think that that's a good way for us to get us back into the Western Shroud, whether it as a zone or as a dungeon. Just call the dungeon the West Shroud and just have us going through the West Shroud and clearing it out from any threat so that... Uh, theoretically, in the future, Cardania could reoccupy it, which is something we do. It's a big point of dungeons to begin with anyway. I wouldn't mind the Western Shroud itself becoming an, a, just a dungeon, as long as we're going back to it and gaining access to it a second time. But for Hullbreaker here, uh, we have um, Warrior, Dragoon, Ninja, White Mage, uh, with Ninja being Project Manager M. Pound it, Manager M. Uh, and then Yoshida playing Warrior, which is a stark difference from him usually playing his Black Mage. Black now I know Mage. why they wiped in uh, Sorkai over and over again, because it was probably the same layout. 
<laughs> it's probably Yoshi P playing Warrior there too, and that's probably why they wiped over and over again. If if, uh, if Sephiroth is anything to to <laughs> to base it off. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so we get a couple of pictures here. There's a lot more gates up. It's probably a lot like Halatali, where there's probably things like. Like the the crushing things that Halatali had to weaken enemies. Yeah. It's probably yeah. it's probably going to be a pretty gimmicky dungeon, in the end, I imagine. Uh, and uh, then they just just shows us a few pictures of it. No bosses teased, not really. At least you can see. Well, they gave a little bit of. Well, I don't even think it's a tease because we're not going to see the kraken again. No, it's no. been confirmed we will not see the kraken a third time. But there was a tentacle. A tickle? Is that what you're going to call this thing a right tentacle. here? A tentacle. Oh, I thought you said a tickle. No. I mean, the tentacle can tickle you. It's, it can do it. It's gonna be, really? It really? Can, look, it's Are gonna, you going to go down that path? It's going to poke Yoshi P right here. Actually, it's not Yoshi P that we're... That's the that's the healer. It's going to poke the Lollafell in the tummy. It's going to fucking doughboy him. Oh! That was Mickey Mouse, but that's besides the point. Anyway, um, yeah, so this is going to be a minion that's rewarded from it. It's going to be a little... Like, how is this thing going to follow you around? <laughs> It's just a tentacle. It's just a tentacle by itself. That, that's what I don't get. It's a, it's a minion, but it's, I, I guess, a cutoff part of the kraken or a baby kraken. I guess. I imagine it just gets up on like two tiny legs, like the demon box, and follows you around, and then just sits down again. A tentacle with legs. Yeah. Because that makes sense. Because any, it's a fantasy game. <laughs> don't give me that. It's a fantasy game. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it. Like, a tentacle that has legs. It's a fantasy game. <laughs> an arm, uh, basically an arm with legs. I mean, I mean, friggin', that's, spiders are just a fucking little pea with legs, basically. I mean, they've got like one or two pieces of their body, depending on what kind of spider it is. Why can't you have an arm with legs? Why can't you have a leg grown out of an arm? I've played Fallout. They got fucked up things like that. They got arms growing out. Those are out usually of... mods. No, those are, those are mutations. And the pictures they have, like, oh, they're going to saw off this extra leg that's growing out of your arm real quick. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does. In a fantasy scenario. Makes In a fantasy sense. scenario. So I have a big question for you, Sly. Okay. We go over these dungeons pretty much every time a new patch is coming out. We talk about them. We talk about the aesthetic. We talk yeah. about the bosses. Talk about the... Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. What would you do if they just got rid of dungeons altogether and just gave us other shit to do for lore tombstones? Just all dungeons. Fuck it. First of all, I know this is a hypothetical. It's a hypothetical. They will never do this. No. But they, if they did, I, I would be disappointed. Okay. I actually would be a little bit disappointed because they're a part, they're a part of the experience. Um, it's you want to explain that experience to me real quick? In your words? Dailies. Dailies. I mean, I know people now more than ever probably aren't doing dailies. Some, I mean, some are. Some aren't. But it's part of the experience. If we didn't have dungeons, that's... That's cutting off a major part of, of this game. It's cutting off, like... But I'm not saying just get of rid game. of them and do nothing in their place. Get something I, else No, no, no. Them. I know you're saying get do something else, but what could you possibly um, replace dungeons with? Like, more raid? That, that, would, that wouldn't work. No, I'd, I mean, something along the same difficulty lines as dungeons that, you know, what if they could come up with something? Unless you can suggest a viable alternative. That's why I'm asking. I want to see if he would accept a viable alternative in the first place. I honestly wouldn't, in my opinion. Because the challenge would be to create that viable alternative, and I don't think they can. It's just that dungeons are the lifeblood of every MMO. 
you take you take those out. You take those out and try to replace them with something else. It's not going to work. You're going you're going to see a really huge outcry from the um, from the community. So okay, what about taking dungeons and making okay. them a little more involved with the rest of the world? Something like uh, quests that you can do. Like you obviously, a lot of times you get a quest to go into a dungeon, complete it. What if you get quests that ask you to do additional tasks inside of a dungeon for a reward? Are you talking a la Blade and Soul? No, not necessarily. I mean, any plenty of MMOs have done something where it's like, go into said dungeon, defeat said boss, and... and go right back out. And go, and not necessarily go right back out, mm -hmm. but they ask you to do something that isn't just complete the dungeon. And this is, what if you could add this in daily or weekly... Something mm -hmm. that could make the dungeon feel a little bit more involved with the rest of the world. Something that, you know, maybe three different quests that you can get on any given day or week. And it's like, oh, go into the dungeon and in this room over here, which generally you don't use for much of anything at all. Complete this additional objective, get more lore tombstones. That actually is a viable alternative. See, now this is keeping the dungeons in, but just adding something to make it. Again, we're trying to look at dungeons and try to come up with alternatives to make them more interesting. To make it so people don't feel so much like they're a chore, or if they are a chore, to give them something that they can at least be excited about going in this dungeon for once a day, once a week, something along those lines. But eventually that's going to turn into a chore too. <laughs> like, the like, end all be all is, at first, we are going to love the shit out of it. And then, you know, oh, I gotta go get my extra lore, I'll do this for the week, and then yada yada yada. You know, it's going, it, like, everything inevitably turns into a chore. It, we, you can't escape that fact. I mean, there's, there's the uh, rare few who find it enjoyable 100% of the time. But for the vast majority, it's going to turn into a chore. Don't get me wrong. Great idea. Great idea in terms of your dungeon immersion and uh, getting more out of it. Um, but it's still going to be a chore. And I like this idea coming from the chat. What about a quest that makes you, that asks you to do your dungeon, mm -hmm. but do it as a different role? To encourage you to sort of utilize this job system more frequently. And they already kind oh, of do oh, that. We by... have that. We have that right now with the adventure in need. Okay, now let me rephrase this into a, a useful reward. That isn't like nine. That isn't like nine thousand gil that I could get in like two seconds. Let me rephrase that. A useful reward. Okay. Yeah. Um. Sure, I can see it. Like if they uh, they want to actually um, encourage, you know, doing other jobs, then sure. I'm just I'm literally just looking for anything to make these two dungeons worth doing more than they are. Not necessarily worth doing, but not just like because I wouldn't be surprised if we get to four point. I'm like fuck it, one dungeon, <laughs> no roulette. Just you do this dungeon once a day. Every patch will give you a new one that you'll do once a day, and that'll that'll be it. You know, no surprises anymore. And fuck, and we'll take that time. We'll do something else with it. Deep Dungeon 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. I'm just, uh, I'm just looking for alternatives. Something to get the creative juices flowing a little bit more with these dungeons. Because ultimately, I would love to see the development time spent on something else. Anything else. Please. Just... We, like your dungeons are great. Something like Lords of Dominion too? Exactly. Lords yeah, of Dominion yeah, 2. We're getting that, that already You want the them to take watch. that time into that. Yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, we're getting the Yokai Watch expansion for lords of verminion so i mean like yeah. 
Honestly, at this point, they should just add a yo like yokai watch challenges to Lords of the Ward. Like they literally might as well just add like a whole set of yokai watch themed additions to Lords of Verminion. Like, don't, I, no, don't do that. Don't spend development time on that. I take that back. <laughs> In theory, they may as well have when it was planned. But uh, right. we'll, we'll we'll see like that. We'll see what goes on with that. All right, so that was the first thing that we wanted to talk about, but there is a lot more. The next thing we're going to talk about is another really important piece of 3.3, and that is housing. Housing, we've been talking about they're adding new houses and they're doing the price adjustments. We were going to talk about it last week, but they never they didn't release these numbers until the following morning after we had recorded State of the Realm. Um, so we have those, again, right here, and it's, yeah, I mean, it I pretty much always goes to a black screen whenever I try to change this. This is why I should use OBS Studio, because in OBS Studio, I can actually edit the scene before I, uh, before I switch over. That's not that big of a deal. Right. So we got those details, and every server is going to get 720 new houses added, 240 in each district. Hmm. So 720 new houses per server are going to be added in 3.3. Now, that sounds great. Wow, 700 houses. That's fantastic. But how many slum wards are we going to have? How, yeah, first of all, how many people are going to buy, like, five more houses? And second of all, if let's say that the game has 400,000 active players. And let's say we have, what, we have wards one through eight right now. So that's, like, 480 houses per district right now, I think we have. Mm -hmm. um, so 480, so we have about... What is that? That's, uh, let's see, 12, carry the six. That's 14, that's 1,440 houses per server. With 400,000 people, they're adding 720. That puts us at 2160. That is still not a lot of housing. <laughs> that's, ultimately, this comes down to the question of would it have been better to do instance housing? In the end, would it have been better to do instance housing? Did they kind of make a miscalculation on this sort of housing system to begin with? But do you think they're going to expand on this? I mean, this is just this is just for right now. There, there has but to the be thing more. Is, this is for right now, but we already know what comes after this in terms of their next housing plan. Mm -hmm. It's the apartment-style housing in Ishgard, where I think it's 512 rooms are being added per server or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's still not instance. Like, it's instance, but it's not to the individual. It's still within a limit. It's still within a limited space. Right. And for all we know, mansion style could mean like you actually have to go into the thing and you still have neighbors, but they're apartment neighbors. You know what I mean? Like, you know how your neighbor, you have your neighbors in your housing district now? You can still technically have apartment neighbors when it comes to the Ishgard thing. Maybe it's this huge inside thing and you just have your own room in it. You know what I mean? Now, so do you, work, think that this work, the, you think it'll work like the inn or will it actually have floors that you... I think it'll actually end up having floors that you can go to and that you can walk within and then pick the room that you want to buy or something like that. Because otherwise, why would they only do 512 of them if it's still going to be completely instanced to the individual? I don't get how it's going to... Like 512... That was the last we heard of it, that when that was the really current number. It, when you really think about it, how many floors is this apartment going to have? And how many, um... They'd probably break it down into, like, you can teleport between the floors, not actively walk between them, or maybe three floors to an instance or something along those lines. They had to kind of do it like wards, though. I think they would have Pretty to. Pretty much, yeah. They'd have to do something, like, it'd be four, one is made up of three instances, and then mm -hmm. four, two is made up of three more instances, etc. 
Right. The problem is they're stacking. They would be stacking instances on top of instances. I'm just wondering that if they are going to bring it, if it is something that individuals are allowed to buy and it kind of throws away that community esque feel that the wards are supposed to have, mm. what's the point and why is it being limited only to 500 and however many houses that they said they were looking at? My question is, well, one. And don't you I, dare fucking say data. <laughs> I don't want to hear that excuse from you. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, you don't, don't give me that whole thing. Well, I mean, we save data so often that we just can't do more than that. You know, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to hear it. I've heard it enough. I get it. It's a problem. You have dudes just manually replacing your RAM sticks every day because of the amount of data that you consume. We get it. PS3 or sick. I don't blame the PS3 for this one. I don't think this has anything to do with the PS3. No. And that's getting phased out anyway, eventually. We don't know that yet. Allegedly. Okay, okay. Off 14 topic. Sony's moving forward with new hardware. So? Sony moved forward with new hardware for plenty of years in Final Fantasy XI. And and, uh, if you see the way titles are shaping out right now, they are not going back to last gen. Oh, Sony, but Sony doesn't develop shit. This is all on Square Enix's side. No, no, no. I'm just saying in a game term. I'm, I'm taking this out of Square Enix now to 14. Like, it's getting phased out. Let, 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 let's come to Jesus with that fact. It, it's getting phased out. We don't know when. Think Jesus plays video games? Of course he does. Okay. What games does he play? He's MLG Pro. ML420, I'm Jesus, 420 dank memes. There you go. Yeah. XX, no my bad. No scope. No scope. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Je Jesus needs no scope. That's <laughs> that's his that's his gamer tag. Jesus Jesus needs no scope. There you go. Okay, so 720 houses. Are you happy with that amount or not? No. Okay, why? In regards to the people on servers, uh, the people who you know have FC houses but want to have something on their own, that's not enough. It now it depends on the actual cost, well, which we have here, but it, it's this, I wish they kind of would cater towards, you know, first world a little bit. <laughs> Sly, really? You shut of up. all people shut that up. they cater shut towards up. first world? No, don't you bring it up. Don't you bring it up. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. It's already brought up. You catering towards first world? Do you understand <laughs> what first world is in this game? I've never been first world in this game. And I've had like 50, 40, 50 mil. That's still not first world. I'm just saying. Like, it... It, it does care to first world. And you, you see the prices, and it, it's kind of unfair, I guess you could say, to, you know, everybody else who, um, you know... Slime, throw this out there real quick. Don't. If don't. you think three mil caters to first world. No, 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 no. No, I know that for a fact. I know there are some rich bastards. And I'm not talking about the ashes of the world or things like oh, yeah. that. You, you know, no, no. We're, we're, that, that's beyond first world, first of all. Um, it, it just, if you're going to make this, like, increase the housing and, okay, out of these, like, do you think all, all these plots will be bought? Eventually. On the very populated servers, yes. On Zalera, no. 
On Mateus, no, because they still have open. Okay, what about mid pop? Yes. These will all be bought within a month. Then, then we got to kind of go into real world rules about you know buying a plot and then just sitting on it and not building anything, you know, things like that. That that's what's going to eventually happen to some of these plots. Um, I wish I would kind of shrink down the prices a little to include everyone. Sly. Oh God. Plenty of people can afford three mil. At this point, if you can't afford something that's three mil, it's because you've put. It's not because you don't know. It's not even because you don't know how to make money. It's because you've oh, no, no, literally no, 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 no. ignored. Okay, that is the plot. That's the plot. And they're going to go down to half price over time. You got to remember these prices. Every I think six hours, they lose a percentage of the price. One point four eight million. I mean, granted, those houses will probably be bought way before that's the price. But still, it's like, at this point, there are, and that's what the majority of the houses are. They're small houses. It's not like there's the same amount of large houses as the same amount of small houses. There's, there's, there's variety. True, but it, the thing is, when you look at the prices, it's a big jump from small to medium. It's not even two that times. That makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It does, because if you want to live lavishly. Medium's lavish? Okay, in this I can, game I can, it I can, is. I can get large. Large is lavish. I can get that jump. But Sly, like, have you no, ever said have you ever been in a city or a town where you go down a street and all the houses are like one floor? You know? And then you go down the street and you go like you make a right and those houses have two floors. And then you take another right down that other street and you see those motherfuckers that, that are the biggest geography. houses in town. That's just geography. That's just uh, city planning. Geography. That's geography and city planning, yeah. That that's the reason. Well, that guess what? They plan for that. <laughs> <laughs> there are people who live in the smalls because that's the amount of income that they create there are people who live in the mediums because that's the kind of income they create and there are people who live in the largest uh, that's are the we kind gonna of are we create. really gonna get into the economist debate in 14 are we really but that's the that's how it works you can't just have a large house because you want a large house in no 14. no no i'm not saying that i'm not saying that i mean i get it, it like the price of a large house merits a large house i get that but the jump from small to medium, it, it's kind it's of six a mil, and then it's like a twelve mil jump to the other. I'm sorry, that's what the lowest price is. It's five times the price, and the other one is about two and a half times. But the amount, the actual number, the actual number difference is where it's at because it's from a thirteen million difference to a twenty-four million difference, or a seventeen, a fourteen, a sixteen point two five million difference to a thirty million difference. My point is. <laughs> Going back to the whole point, should have they? Should, how would you feel about instance housing? There's no size to your house necessarily. Okay. And you just—that's it. You have your house, but it's not. There's no community feel at all. You just have your own house, and and that's it. You know, fuck off. Ever. I could never. No one could ever see my house, but every time I log in, and I look at that son of a bitch and be like, "That's right. I'm gonna change the things up today." And everyone has that accessibility. Some people, but, some people want that personal space. I'm in it. You're in it? I, I would. All right. I know Lex probably would too. Like, stay the fuck out of her house. Yeah, she oh. doesn't want your ass in there. Yeah, she she's gonna she's gonna lock me out and do all the decorating and shit. <clears throat> That's another conversation though. 
Sounds like Sly sleeping on the bed or the couch, I mean, which he doesn't mind because he sits there anyway. Yeah, pretty much. It's a Bertit couch. It's Garuda's couch. I don't it's mind like, sleeping on It's that. like you can sleep on the couch. You could sleep on the couch tonight. Okay. Okay. There you go. And done. I want that bed anyway. So we have those prices, which I've been bringing up occasionally, but I haven't actually shown them. So these are the prices of the 3.3 houses. They're going to start at $3 million for a fifth-class plot, all the way to 3.75 for small. For mediums, it's 16 to 20, and larges are 40 to 50. And then over time, these depreciate, and eventually the final prices are anywhere from 1.48 to 1.86, 7.9 to 9.92, and 19.8 to 24.8 in terms of millions. And... Uh, this is for all servers, which is the big change here, which has gotten, for, for now on, on current, like most of the high pop servers or most of the medium to high pop, this is actually a price deduction over the original prices of old yeah. housing. On the smallest of servers like Zalera and Mateus, this is actually a price increase by a small margin, but it is an increase nonetheless. They have the old prices for the old um, sets of servers here, uh, just under that. And you can see, you mm. know, it was, you know, for it's a one million, it's a one million increase for a fifth class plot, and then it ends up being like a total of a one point two five million increase for like these low end servers right here. You think these? Oh, you think these low end servers that already don't have great economies kind of got shafted on that a little bit? Yeah, it definitely got shafted. Um, but then again, you probably have people on those servers who, who you know, are kind of first world and can't afford it, and. Um, is it really worth now when you talk about when we talk about server populations and everything is it really worth putting all the plots all the uh plots in these smaller pop servers i don't know that's the thing I, on Zalera there are still open plots it's crazy to think that anyone would waste their money as soon as this comes out as opposed to possibly waiting at least a little a little bit. There aren't really big slumlords on these servers. Like, if when I go there and I check the party finder, there aren't people selling houses. My thing is, I think they should have... You know that, you know that, um... Census data that we kind of, you know, combed over, like, pretty much... You think that they should have taken some of the plots from the lower-end servers that statistically didn't need as many plots and applied them to the higher-pop servers? Not necessarily saying that. Okay. Uh, but they should they really should have looked at the numbers. They should have looked at the numbers see and add to the census data housing data. Because that's something we really don't see in census data. We don't see the housing data. We 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 see everything else. We see active players, we see clears, we see all of that. We see races, jobs, things like that. They never show housing data. And I think, I think that's because the consensus is that people just have everything bought up on most servers. That is a, the grand consensus. But when you talk about when you, when you talk about these servers, these are the higher pop servers. And then you go down, you go down to listen to the lower pop servers. There's still stuff out there. Now, not saying that you should take away from the lower pop ser servers because somebody's eventually going probably going to buy it. But. They don't need all the plots necessarily because they're not going to fill. Lower the number of plots on on the lower pop servers. Um, what was the number again? Like five? What? Well, I forget the number. But lower the number of hot plots on the lower pop servers because they're not going to get bought. Um, 
I wouldn't say necessarily give it to um, give it to the, the highest pop servers. I mean, like maybe the medium pop servers, but this thing, I think it would work on a as needed basis, but it, it would work. It's feasible, but they wouldn't do it. The devs wouldn't do it. They would never be able to support an on need basis. Cause if it was on need, everyone would start needing them. <laughs> That's the thing. That's why it's like, I, I don't know if, if technically I know it's more data dev than all the instance housing, which is again mm -hmm. the reason why they have those. But um, I don't know. It's just that this community feel that they want to capture and they keep kind of advocating does not work because ultimately we are all assholes and we don't care that the net person, oh, wow, cool. That house got bought. Fucking great. Are we neighbors? Cool. Fuck off. I'm playing video games. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I never see, like, uh, there's occasionally, like, housing <laughs> districts where you see, like, maybe two houses go, like, oh, you're my neighbor. Oh, hi. Yeah, that's it. Like, we're, we have our FC in the lavender beds. We don't really know our neighbors. We don't. And I feel like the game doesn't, and it sounds kind of bad, the game doesn't give us a reason to know our neighbors. And they're, it's sad that we need, that, oh, or that they see the need now to patch in a reason to go to other people's houses. Because that's they're, they're adding something in 3.3. They've kind of talked about a few ideas. One of them was that you could, like, leave notes for people. Like, if you mm -hmm. walked, if you went to their house, you could leave a note for them Oh, or no, no. See, that wouldn't work. We would leave such troll notes. <laughs> I can see your butt from here. <laughs> yeah, wow. and they're, like, your they're trying to... Your house is ugly. Your, uh, your house sucks. Your house sucks. They're trying to create reasons for people to go to other people's houses. The fact that we, as an, as in an online game, are so antisocial that they need to fucking patch in reasons for us to go talk to our fucking neighbors is bad. <laughs> and this went back to the whole, you know, um, the server recruitment kind of thing. You know, have an event. Like, it might fall off on us it might fall on us as a community to kind of come up with an event just you know kind of get to know your neighbors kind of a, like a a block party in lavender beds or a block party in the goblet or a block party in mist whatever ward you're in like again ideas square you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome i would just go house to house in like full odin armor and i would hope we could dye it by this point and like dye it orange and I would just write notes that say praise the sun to every single house. <laughs> and then just like, just stand in the very middle and just be like this, just with my arms up. That's it. That's, that's, that's my form of community right there is just that on all 29 houses. I would go to every district and every server to do that. Like I would, I would do it. I'm just saying. That's my incentive to go, to, to teach people the way to praising the sun. Just saying. You would be so happy if I if you if you logged in. Okay, do I have any notes? Praise the sun, and you just gotta do. And then, like, as soon as you're logging in, just some dude is standing there in like orange Odin armor. I feel creeped out. Praise the sun. Okay. All right. So that's the situation for housing. Uh, and if you're in case anyone's wondering about like old houses and if they're gonna have the new pricing applied, the new pricing will only apply, well, I'm sorry, the new pricing will, um, what's it called? Only apply to, to the old houses 
if they mm-hmm. would if it'll be if it'll reduce the price pretty much. So like if a house right now is like four million on a server, and then they incorporate this and it goes down to and it's now worth three, it'll drop down to three when the patch goes live. It just can't go up. It can't increase the price of any of the current housing that we have available. So now the next piece of information that we are going to be talking about is Fan Festival. Woo! Woohoo! Fan Festival, my man. The site That's where you is and I up, met. ladies and gentlemen. Yet, still no date on tickets. But we, we, me and Hat talked about this before. Yeah. Um, the uh, date that the tickets went on sale last year was July 8th. Yeah, I have I actually have the old page. If you After give me a my birthday. Right That's your birthday. Yeah, I have the old page right here for the old uh, fan festival for Fan Festival 2014. Um, the tickets were $120 each for the whole weekend. Now, Hap, do you remember the first day, like the first time? Because they had to they had to split it the first Giggity? time. The, shut up. <laughs> Like the first time you actually tried to buy tickets. Now, were in that first little instance of buying tickets, were you able to get one, or did you have to wait like till later? Uh, yeah, I, I, I got my I got my tickets on the on the initial uh, the initial rush. They were only available for about twenty five to thirty minutes. Yeah, uh, and then they were sold out pretty much. And then as time went on, some people started they started going back into the into the queue and then some became more available but uh the way they did it was very different so you said that july 8th they went on sale right right a week earlier they sent an email to people who had active subscriptions as of Mm -hmm. june 26th and those people got early access to the first uh first amount of what i'm talking about yeah first instance like the early access tickets that's the one that got split in two because like you, I tried to get the ticket. It like, it seemed. It, I don't think it was sold out, but it was hard to access the site, and it just wasn't fair for everybody. To, so they said, "Okay, we're gonna stop this for a little bit," and then later on that evening, they opened it up again. And luckily, I got my ticket. Right. Uh, yeah, I got mine in the morning. I did it live on uh, live stream. I got it, uh, and a bunch of other people were sitting there trying to get theirs as well. Right. And yeah, so keep that in mind, guys. Um, that if you're planning on going to FanFest, that active subs last year had and had first dibs pretty much to tickets. And uh, don't get me wrong, they made sure there was general admission sales, but you, just getting them earlier and getting at least multiple shots at buying the tickets is the important thing to remember here. Mm-hmm. Now, Tuesday, July 8th at 10:30 a.m. PDT was when the tickets went on sale last year. The I mean, fan festival itself up. was October 17th for registration day, the 18th and 19th for the actual event. So let's pull out our calendars real quick and see if we can make some predictions on this one. Let's see. Calendar. So the most likely two dates that we have for this year are the 5th and the 12th based on last year. July 5th and July 12th. Those are both Tuesdays. Assuming they do it on a Tuesday. They don't have to do it on a Tuesday. What I find interesting about those dates... I don't know if you feel this way, Sly. I feel like that's going to be the release date of 3.35. Now, would they really would the would the community team really do that on? Because the community team gets to call this. They don't get to call when the patch releases or when the tickets go on sale. The no, company no, does. I know that, but they have an idea of when the patch is going to go out. Like Matt knows, but Kevin they knows. don't get to dictate they, any of this. They don't. They don't get to dictate it, but they know. They just can plan around it. 
complain around it. Plan around it. I sound like you said complain around it. No. But they, but there's nothing for that. They are given hard dates, and they have to abide by those dates. They do not get to dictate. It's not like they can say, no, we as the community team want to push back the date that the tickets are sold. They have no control over that. So people trying to get in, into dungeons and then at the same time trying to buy tickets for FanFest. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Everyone heard complain. Good, I'm not alone. Okay. I'm not alone on that one. Um, so yeah, so that's when we're guessing the tickets. Because the FanFest this year is what? The 13th for registration? 14th and 15th? Yeah. For the actual day? Yeah, those are the actual days of FanFest. 13th for registration slash, you know, meet and greet party, yada, yada, yada. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, a lot of free drinks. Yeah. Um, and then, so there were 1,800 tickets available for that advanced sale. Now, that number's going to go up. It, before you even that, add Yes, it, it will absolutely num- go up because the Paris has a lot more room. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it's being held, at least in North America. I don't know about Europe because Europe had a different amount of tickets sale. They only had one day for Europe last time. Um, so it's, it's quite different from this. And you could only purchase four tickets max. So, uh, 1,800 tickets. Now, that was 1,800 tickets for the early access. The second time around, I actually don't see a number for general tickets uh, that just says that tickets are limited and will sell out. Like, that's all that it says, pretty much. So, how many tickets are we thinking? 1,600, and Paris is a bigger venue. I'm going to... Go about anywhere around 2,000. 2,000 for the early access. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. Um, how many so how many do you think for early access? How many do you think that they'll sell all together? Because I think it was ended up being like 4,000-something tickets last time. <sighs> yeah, I'll stick with 2,000. Like, okay. I think they'll go half and half. Have an F? Okay. Well, I, I fully expect a, I fully expect something closer to 5,000 tickets this year. Them oh, all together? Total. Yeah. Okay. All together. So I'm thinking it's going to – I think it's still going to be about 2,000 tickets for the first come, first serve. Um, mm-hmm. And then the additional will have probably have about 3,000 more. And you could also technically get tickets um, the day of while there. They mm-hmm. sold out online, but they still had tickets available for anyone who was actually in Las Vegas um those days so it was kind of strange like the problem is you couldn't guarantee that they would have enough tickets for the day i think they said they had 250 tickets to sell mm-hmm. on site per day um so i'm not you know i don't know maybe they'll do that again this year but i'm thinking actually that these ticket prices might even go up this year since it's the paris i don't know it's hard to tell if the ticket price is going to go up or if they're just going to try to sell more tickets well different venue yes um the Rio was kind of smaller. Um, Rio I, was incredibly small. It was cramped. It was cramped. Uh, I, do, I don't think the tickets will go up. The prices will go up. I guess only time will really tell on that one. Speaking of which, friggin' Bayonne just resubbed. <laughs> Speaking hey! of which, you can ask him about it. You can ask him about it. Anyway, uh, so yeah. And then they gave t-shirts to everyone. That was also good. And then event-wise, I mean... What are we thinking? What are we thinking event-wise? So let's 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 recap the events we had from the last one. Okay. Okay. We had um, the Odin battle ch- battle challenge. Which we had the speed dungeon speedrun challenge. Mm-hmm. We had the extreme primal roulette. Front lines. We had front lines. Mm-hmm. We had those two or three little mini games like the whack a mole and the the, the shooting archery. thing. Yeah. We had the quest, which didn't actually take up any space. Uh, 
Then we had the archery. Mm-hmm. We had the main stage. Right. So based on that, what are we thinking are we going to have this year? Feast tournament. Feast tournament. Now, do you think they'll do a feast tournament, or there's just, is there just going to be a feast section? It's a good time to tease, like, you know, PvP and making something among the community. So I honestly believe a feast tournament wouldn't be out of the question. Okay. Feast tournament. All right. Do we think we'll get another unique trial that's going to preview a patch early? Definitely. Now, okay, I'm going to ask you, do you think we're going to get the trial that was originally planned for the first fan festival? Do you remember what that trial was? No. It was a it was a trial against Nero, uh, Nero, Livia, Gaius, and uh, what's his name, Ritatin. A super trial against all four at the same time. That was the original plan. Then they went with Odin instead. I mean, but we eventually got a lore reason for Odin. Odin, right? But I mean, the lore reason when if you need you need to wreck on something. You know who to go to. Exactly. You know exactly who to go to if we need to retcon something in. <laughs> but I just... We have a retcon NPC. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Yoshi P. Yeah. Thanks, Yoshi. Yeah. So are we thinking that, or do you think that we'll get something else that might, like, tease in 3.5? Something else. Something Even though else. that idea still sounds good, I would love to see it. Would love to see it. But, no, we'll get something else. Okay, something else. All right, so are we going to have front lines again? Or are we going to just have Feast? I think we'll have a front line section. It'll just be smaller. But it can't, it's still 72 people, unless they force us to do 8v8 or 16v16. Do you, now, do we think they're going to have more equipment? Since it's a bigger venue. I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily... They, they'll have more equipment just because it's a bigger room. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think that means that they'll have a bigger or smaller front line section. So front yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, will we have front lines? Gun to the head, gun to the head. I, I'd say feast over front lines. Feast over front lines. Okay. Do will we have a heaven's word version of the extreme primal roulette? Yes. Okay, that is one thing I'm fully expecting as well. Will we have? And I like. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna suggest Lords of Verminion. I'm not gonna do it. It'll be there. <laughs> I promise you it'll be there. I am not oh, going to do that. No, 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 no. no. I'm yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. it. There will be a section for Lords of Verminion. Bayon, you are more than welcome to make predictions for this. Please. <laughs> you're here. More Please. than welcome. You're more than welcome. Um, so my big thing that I want to see, mm-hmm. I want to see, I want the Gold Saucer to be there. Like I want... Legit physical gold saucer. I want there to be a literal gold saucer section where you can sign up for a mini cack pot three a day on both days to win prizes. Now that you say that, I think that's going to replace what uh, we had at the original fan fest where we had to create our own queue. Right. Our own group. Right. And then the jumbo for the whole weekend. And they can do it on the end stage where like where you won your prize. They could do the jumbo on the end stage based on the numbers that are called up pretty much. Um, and then I fully expect there to be games, uh, like mini games that are based off of the ones that are in the saucer. I expect there mm-hmm. to be a crane game. I expect there to be the basketball game. Triple I expect, I expect a triple triad section. I expect, so you know how we collected badges for the jobs last time? I expect uh-huh. to collect triple triad cards. Ooh. 
But that's gonna and be I'm like... saying expect Bayonne, so I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> hmm. I'd be down but, for like, that. I, mean, I don't want archery there again. That took way too much time. That was way too much of a pain in the ass last time. The archery. Uh, we really? couldn't even Sly, we couldn't even get to it because it was literally like a seven hour no. line. No, you you wanna know what was a seven hour line? The merchant the merchant line? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That that that's an event in itself. That's you standing in that line. Oh, get there early. Don't, Look I, at that. Triple triad cards of the devs. Wow. There we go. I like that. Wow. I like that. And, 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 and at NA, then you can also have the community team cards, and then in EU, you have the EU community team and the JP of the JP community team. Okay, so Matt, what would your sides be? I, I gotta know. <laughs> what, what would your sides be? Would you have any A sides? You need to have some A sides. I think you would be an A. Yoshi P is gonna be all A's. He's gonna be all A's. Like, he would just win everything. Um, Matt, I think, would be an A top and A bottom. Yeah, and what about left and right? Little is like four ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like his card. Anyway. Um, okay, what else could we have there? What else do you think we could have? Do you think that they could they could make us grind out MGP and to get a like a fender plushie? <laughs> somebody that probably whole, will be one of the somebody uh, mini, spends their whole that, fucking that's probably gonna weekend. be one of the mini crack pot prizes of a a plushie of some sort dude that would be fucked up if someone had to spend their whole fucking weekend grinding mgp to get a fucking and not doing plushie. Any, like Do nothing else the whole fucking time yeah. just to get a fucking fenrir plushie in the two days that they have <laughs> oh that would be so fucking funny Oh man, that would. We didn't even say chocobo races. No, they won't be there. Okay. <laughs> if they want to do eight people to a chocobo racing section, I'm down. But like, hey, might as well. Might as well get more people doing it. Okay, that's eight. That's eight more people than are doing it. You know, in the fucking game itself. So that's perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> terrible, terrible. It's not terrible at all. Terrible. Day three and still no plushie. <laughs> I think they have a lot that they can do at this fan festival. Like, there's a lot they could theoretically do to make it a fucking worthwhile $120. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not farming a Fenrir plush. <laughs> oh, you man. can farm the Adamant toys, though. Yeah, just farm the Adamant toys. It's like the Adamant the It's effort. cheaper. It's cheaper it's and it's cheaper. better looking. Adamant toys plushie. There you look. go. It's not like they can sell us the mount, guys. Like, they're not going to friggin' sell us a friggin'. <laughs> like 20 feet long Fenrir motorcycle. Like, motorcycle. I mean, that's the, that's the name of Cloud's motorcycle. That'd be pretty cool. I'm down. I'm down for these ideas. I hope there's some gold thoughts, some some gold saucer, some gold saucer themed stuff. Yeah. Uh, there and that there's a lot of mini games. I just hope that it's not uh, Final Fantasy 14 Line Ward. Like it was Final Fantasy 14 a Line Reborn. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much for everything. For everything. I mean that. Well, when we got it's gonna line, happen. When we got still. in line for Odin, it wasn't that long. We ago. got in line when it started, and then we True. lost because people weren't silencing. <laughs> no, no, we lost. Didn't we lose because somebody DC'd? No, we lost because people weren't silencing. Okay, yeah, there was another time. I think before, before the time I actually went in and you, you and cleared, we went in and yeah. our monk, our monk mighty Cade. So, 
Wow. Oh, yeah, that was the attempt before, right. You weren't actually in the first group that we yeah, played. I was I with you. I was with you when we won. Right. When I played Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I played Warrior, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. This was pre-Felcleave days. <laughs> this was pre-Felcleave days, and there was no need for any tank swaps in Odin. Mm-mm. If they do a feast tournament, I want to shoutcast that. I'm down. I'm not going to participate. I'm going to get shit on. I'd rather <laughs> rather shoutcast it. I don't want him to participate. No, 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 no. You don't get the shoutcast. They'll have shoutcasters there. That's fine. No, you need to. Participate. I'll put on my Sunday vest. Giggity. Terrible. Giggity. Terrible. I'm down. All right, and now with the fan festival predictions out of the way, we have one more thing to predict. And that is this Sunday's live letter. Now, we've already gone over a few things that we know are going to be in the live letter, like Sorkai, Hallbreaker, yada, yada, yada. We know that. Uh, they'll, I think they'll touch a little bit on housing, but not too much. Um, no Yokai Watch, first of all. No, no the whole thing's going to be Yokai Watch. No, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Maybe like a minute or so, just to no. go back. Like they're gonna give us the, they're they'll give us the date of the Yokai watch. Yeah, they'll give us the date, but that's it. Uh, we'll actually see a little bit. I think we will see a little bit more of the trials, the next trial, the next. Are we still feeling Nidhog over over? I'm still thinking that Nidhog is not gonna be. No. Yeah, I agree. It's not gonna be Nidhog. It's gonna be the uh, next Warrior Triad member. And are we still saying that it's gonna be? Um, because you were saying, what were you saying? You were saying it was the next. It's, I think it's Zervon next. Zervon the demon. They're going to pick Sophia just to be an asshole. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Just to be an asshole. Just to be an asshole. Just to be wrong. Because we, we know about Hat Jesus. He has that phone right next to him that, that goes direct over to Japan. And uh, it, it, he has two lines. One to Japan, one to the community. You know what I've learned? I'm not the one with the red phone. It's fucking Fusion over at GamerScape who has the red phone. That is true. Fusion does He that. has the red phone. He has me. the red phone. He actually has the, has the phone. I know it. He's told me he has the phone. Spoilers. Wait. But he, Hap, Hap Jesus is going to come out anyway, and he's going to be right. I want to say the goddess. I, I'm going to stick with the goddess just to be wrong. So, How long do you think this live letter is going to be? I think we're going to get 45 minutes of live letter and 45 minutes of the second section. I'm sorry, an hour and a half of the second section. Really? That long? Listen, that's how it's been the last few live letters. Because the second section has the main scenario writer, um, Natsuko Ishikawa. And I actually want to point something out that's very interesting. I'm going to pull up the page here again. It's going to start as the black screen like it has been, because yep. whatever. I want to point, and I pointed this out to Sly before we got started. Mm-hmm. So this, this is the, the page where it tells you, oh, this is the live letter uh, porn edition. Because <laughs> um, it's live letter XXX for anyone who has Ice it. Diesel. If Yoshi P shows up in friggin' like boxers, I'm just going to lose it. Anyway, uh, so we have patch 3.3 preview part two. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more glimpses with trailers and live footage. Mm-hmm. So trailers and live footage. I'd like to point that out first. It says it right there. Trailers and live footage. You get trailers. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
That that clear that doesn't mean they have to do the 3.3 trailer. It at least very much means that we'll see the individual pieces of the 3.3 trailer, where it's like you know the full on preview. So we're not going to see the full trailer. No, I think the full trailer will be probably that Friday, if I had to okay. guess. Okay. Um, if we don't see, then here's the thing: if we don't get the full trailer here, I do expect the patch to be June seventh, not May thirty first. That's my prediction. If we see the trailer here, it's because we're getting it May thirty first. If we don't, then it's June seventh. I mean, that's that's generally the way that it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for Natsuko, so it shows the things that he's worked on scenario wise. He did the Cortis Central Highland section of two point By the way, fuck you, Natsuko. Just saying, I hated. All of Corthus. Why? So much. It was just, it was the longest drawn out part of the main story that was absolutely not interesting until way later when we learned more in Heaven's Ward. But the 3.2 main scenario was nice. And he did that. Okay. He did the Binding Coil. Mm-hmm. He did the Crystal Tower. He did Rogue, Dark Knight, Alchemist, and Matoya's Cave side quests. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something, and this is just me spitballing right now, alright? Okay. He did the Binding Coil of Bahamut. Everybody loved the Binding Coil of Bahamut. Mm-hmm. He didn't do Alexander. No. Nobody likes Alexander. Well... Nobody likes Alexander. Midas? I don't mind. Midas? I don't mind Midas. He didn't design the fights. He did the story. Okay. He wrote the story. She wrote the story. That's a Japanese name. Thank you, Devin. This shows how much I know. She wrote the story. Who wrote the Alexander story? <laughs> I want to know who that was. Give me a name! Give me a name! I'm just going to say this is probably no. somebody who... I want to know if this person worked specifically in 1.0 as well, because having, writ- having, writ- having written the Binding Coil of Bahamut story, I-, I would like to hope they were somehow involved in the 1.0 story leading up to it. I hope. I hope. I hope they've done... See, because that's the thing. Like, this is... These are just some examples. I wonder if these are all the examples of what they've all done. The examples. Because that means, because I mean, they have a lot of story writers, from what I understand. Right. But uh, there's not a lot that's recent here. Like, look at it: 2.0, Binding Coil, Crystal Tower, Rogue, Dark Knight, Alchemist. The only recent things, I guess, are really Dark Knight. Rogue is quasi recent. Mm-hmm. Matoya and 3.2. That's not a whole lot compared to the number of side story arcs that have come out recently. Right. I'm wondering how many other people there are who work on main scenario. Why they decided to just grab one? I know it's it's easy to get crowded, but why did they only grab this one writer? So they can ask the question. What do you do? Well, I write the write main the scenario. Main story. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. I don't just. They don't actually just write main story. There's plenty of side story quests here. Yeah. So what they do write you do? story. Now is a chance to ask all your burning questions about your favorite quests, as well as the process behind creating them. So can we ask about Moogles? I want to meet that guy. Who wrote the Moogle quests? I want to meet that guy. No, no, no. He's part of the A, B, C, D. Why would he be a part of that? (laughs) He's part of the A, B, C, D, X kind of situation. Situation. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that we got at uh, FanFest. They want to keep that secret. Because well, remember, no, they Mr. want to D. keep it secret because they're afraid remember of death Mr. threats. Remember, Mr. D, we don't know who Mr. D is. We still don't. Mr. Uh, D, Mr. D, and he—he's the one that everybody hates, pretty much. He's in hiding. He's in witness he's in protection. Hiding. That's why when when I asked, "Give me a name," Gonda was like, "No, no, no, no." no. I have, he has a family <laughs> to protect. <laughs> 
He has a family to protect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be getting this on Sunday. It's only five days away. That's what we'll be talking about next week. I got to ask Ethis if he'll be joining us for another live letter overview. For Ethis to tell us the fuck off. I mean, he can if he wants, but good luck yeah. ever getting Arizivia on the show again, right? Because <laughs> we have to have a 3.3 Arizivia too, and we got to work on him with that. Oh, yay. Yay? You won the last one. Uh, oh, yeah, the last legit one. Well, no, I'm sorry. I actually, yeah, you won the last legit one. Ethis. Um, because one. you didn't quote unquote study. I didn't study and I still almost beat you. Because yeah, I almost gave it up with that damn. I point, helped you. Point three bullshit. I no, no, no. You encouraged that bullshit and I still won by the skin of my fucking teeth, but you encouraged that bullshit. That was on you. Yeah, you won by point seven points. Yeah, exactly. So why is point seven not my meme then? Should be now. Should be. Make it Make it a thing, point seven. Half point seven. Slide point three. There we go. We there you one. go. We make one. We make a show. That's the number of times I've won versus the number of times you've won. I've won two times, you've won once. Ah. That's clever. Well, I guess technically I won the Ethis one. Are, are we going to go into technicalities right now? Yeah, it's technicality. It doesn't count for this sake, but I won. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. just reminding you that I won. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Uh, and for that much, I think we've pretty much covered all of the recent news. I believe so. Pretty I mean, much. on top of that, I guess one thing we should shout out that got mentioned in the chat here is that two new members have been added to the Final Fantasy XIV community team recently. Woo! Now, the second one I didn't know about till earlier, so excuse me if I have to find their name real quick. It just it caught me off guard. I was like, oh, they hired another person. Cool. Although this other person doesn't, it looks like they're part of the MMO team in general, not mm -hmm. just the uh, not just the Final Fantasy fourteen team. Let me see. I mean, they're in the chat. Akmorn, there they go. So we have Dancing Fighter, who's in the chat. Aya, Woo! and I can't pronounce. I her name pronunciation is in the forum thread where she introduces herself. Maybe it's the I, like I don't know how to pronounce it because I don't have it up in front of me, but um, sorry, sorry, I if I butcher it. Sorry, you can you can completely talk shit about me in the future. Yeah, Sick talk shit about him all you want. Yeah, let me see already does anyway, but I love her. I love her. There's Ockmorn. Yeah, because it says MMO community here. It says, okay, there we go. Lux, so we have Lux Ferris, who's Ockmorn. Seeker. there we go. Seeker. Seeker. And then how is it spelled? Because that's the thing. It's not spelled like that, Aya. That's, that's what you're saying it is. That's not how it's spelled. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. That's not how it's actually spelled. <laughs> That's the confusing thing for me. There we go. Psyseeker. See, S-I-C-Y-C-R-E. Psyseeker. I was, like, trying to call her, like, Sakaier. What do you mean, sounded out? That looks like a Pokemon's name. <laughs> That's, <laughs> that reminds me of a Scyther, exactly. That's, <laughs> I was honestly about to go to Scyther. And then we have Ockmorn, who is Luxferis. Over on the, uh, which I can pronounce. Watch me be wrong about Lux Ferris as opposed to Psy Seeker. Psyduck. Scyther. Psy Seeker. I like their, I like their images though. Because Lux Ferris is the, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Aya. Comfort. Comfort, Aya. Yes, Comfort. please. It's okay. I just, I know her as Aya. I know her as Aya. Not Psy Seeker. The L is silent. Is sli I don't I give up on you guys. 
I give it's slight. The L is slight. Thank you, Devin. How come how come Lux Ferris isn't here right now? I see I see Devin, I see Matt, I see, see Aya. Me. I don't see I don't see a, a Lux Ferris. It's not an Ux Ferris. Alright? An Ux Ferris. <laughs> The L is silent. Ux Ferris. Ux Ferris. Are you sure? Oh, they are. They're, oh, Airy Kittens. Why do you... You guys need to have names in the chat that are the same as your handles for violence. You need this right now. And Reinhardt's here, too. There yeah. we go. There we go. And the reason why I ask is because I need to do this. There we go. Now they have a sword. So we want to welcome Lux Ferris and Psyseeker to the Final Fantasy XIV community team. We want to welcome them because you have now undertaken a great responsibility of reading our annoying requests on the public forums. <laughs> you, are now, you are now victim to our, to our word and to our opinions. <laughs> we owe y'all alcohol. I'm we owe y'all lots of alcohol. A lot of alcohol. Oh yeah. We oh do. my God. Like. Please tell me y'all are going to be at Fan Fest because y'all will need a drink after all this shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. Slimy, tell us. Sl no, Sly, the, the, um, the American community team's not going to be at Fan Fest. They have better things to do, okay? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. They definitely have better things to be doing than going to Vegas. Absolutely. Yeah, see, we got shots for them here in the chat. So welcome both of them. Uh, hopefully next time we have the community team on, we can get everyone. It's going to be a much more crowded table than the last time we had the yeah. community team on. We'll and probably, we, we, we'll pressure them into talking about FanFest before it and, happens. And SciSeeker and will actually get a chair this time. Yes. Standing up. Right. Have a chair. Better. Better. That was, that was so funny. I took it. <laughs> people were like will somebody give her a chair <laughs> even though it was the last part of the uh, of uh duty commence we're like will somebody give her a chair <laughs> well we got to make sure we have that, chairs for looks i know it was a minute but dang are you saying that she wasn't worth a minute of chair that's so rude that's so rude that's rude Matt. that's no excuse there's no excuses <laughs> There's no excuse for that. All right. On that note, I think that we've gotten all the news for the week, which ended up being a lot of news. A lot of news. A lot of, a lot news. of news. We're, we're coming closer to 3.3, so it's good to have a lot of news. And next week, we already know what we'll be talking about. Yeah, Live better. letter porn. 30. 30. It's XXX. Ice, Ice Diesel. We're gonna, that's the that's short name of it. Ice Diesel. Triple Ice Diesel? Ice Cube and Vin Diesel. Together. Because they did triple X. No. No, we're not going with that. We had that argument, though. Yeah, we did. We didn't pick one, so we just said I Ice Diesel. Ice Diesel. Ice or Vin Cube. Vin Cube. Vin Ice Cube Diesel. sounds like a real name. If you Google Vin Cube right now, you'll find a real person. Probably. Right. Yeah. There you go. All right, so on that note, guys, we're going to wrap up the show and move on over into post-show. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week for another episode of State of the Realm. But first, Sly, watch somewhere they can find you at. Look for Vin and Cube. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash SlyAKAGrayFox. You can find me on Instagram at SlyAKAGrayFox07. You can find me on Twitter at SlyTheFox. You can find me on Behemoth Pop 14 Ward 5 of the Lavender Beds as Fox Sly. You can find me on Mateus as SlyAKAGrayFox because I still haven't figured out who stole my fucking name. 
And you can find me, apparently you can find VinCube. So Vacuum, VinCube, <laughs> Ice, Vin, it's Vacuum, Vin, Ice Cube, and Baking Tray. Oh, wait, we have a VinCube here. We own a Vin, wait, a Vacuum Vin for, oh, it's called a Vacuum Vin, and it's to make specially shaped ice cubes. We were re really looking this up. Yeah. Oh, man, I think we have something that looks just like this. This looks fantastic. Anyway, you can find me, Mr. Happy, all over the place at Mr. Happy 1227 Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all that good stuff. I can't believe we have Vin Cubes. And it was, I'm not going to lie, when I Googled Vin Cube, a picture of Ice Cube and Paul Walker. Paul, yeah, Paul Walker. Yeah, sad face, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Sad face. Rest in peace. Yeah. Lots of Vin Diesel and Ice Cube results, though. I'm just Pretty saying. Much. When I did that. Uh, anyway, so uh, we're going to wrap things up and move on over into post show, everyone. Thank you for joining us this week. If you're watching it live, and hopefully you enjoyed it. If you're watching it over on YouTube or listening to it over on iTunes, we're working on getting it on Google Play for anyone wondering. Uh, the Google uh, Play podcast thing that just came out. So we're working on that too. Okay, everyone, we're going to go into post show. So bye. See you next week. There you go.